look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. All right, welcome to this long weekend special edition of More Than Money. Um, because of the self-isolation rules in place uh, for the COVID-19 virus, uh, we're going to be doing uh, a remote best of today. So some of the content that we'll talk about today is a couple of weeks old. In particular, if we're talking about tax data, I want to recommend to you that you check on the most current evolution of whatever programs are in place. Uh, we're going to talk and do a bit of a rundown about some of the important things to remember while you're self-isolating. We can't uh, stress enough that's an important component to making this end as quickly as possible. Jamie Golombek is going to talk about tax changes and other available relief for you. It's a dynamic environment. Things are changing all the time. And then we've got Dr. Wendy Froberg. She's going to talk a little bit about how to handle the anxiety you might be feeling. I talk to a lot of people, and at this particular point in the cycle, you know, it's the mental pressure, it's the self-isolation and the, the loneliness in some cases that are creating problems. And we need to make sure that we stay mentally healthy as we go through this. Another, um, what's the right word? Exciting week, scary week. Um, uh, whatever word you want to apply to it, um, it would be appropriate. Now, I want to, at the top of the hour, I teased a little bit about um, the different phases that we're going through. So I want to set some expectations, at least as I believe how this is going to roll out. Now, I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, this period of the great negotiation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we had is a situation with the with the virus that all of a sudden the market's incredible uncertainty going forward, and they just plummeted as a result of that. Then the markets effectively, in aggregate, started to negotiate with the central banks worldwide and governments worldwide to find a place of pricing stability based on whatever stimulus, um, protection, the word you used, protection the governments and central banks could come out with to ensure that individuals can pay the mortgage, feed the families, and businesses are around for when we need to restart the economy. Okay, That's the great negotiation. Okay, Now, I would say we're getting close to, to that negotiation. There's still things evolving for sure, but we're, uh, we're probably getting to that place of pricing stability. Okay, Now, here's the second phase. Here's what to expect over the next two to eight weeks. We have to test that that pricing stability, the forecasting power of what the market is collectively mm -hmm. against the data that comes out. Interesting week last week, 3.2, 3.3 million Americans file for unemployment. One, almost 1 million Canadians file for unemployment in a week. Records on both parties, yeah. or both sides of the board. And that was low. Well, yeah. And that's why markets rallied. Right? So people look at this. This is a confusing point for people all the time. This is terrible news. Why do markets go up? Right, Because what's happening now is the data, as it comes out, has to be tested against the market's expectation. Correct. And it's that test that tells us whether it's been priced in. Or it hasn't. Or not. Yeah. Right, It could have been underpriced or it could have been overpriced. And so now the next six to eight weeks as we get higher unemployment. You think about this. If we got unemployment numbers of almost a million in Canada... That should be 10 million in the United States. So the Indeed. next round. And again, it should be 10 million. It should be more than that. It, we should be getting to double digit unemployment rates right. for short term. Has to happen right. on an annualized basis. Right. Has to happen. 
The reason why we didn't get that right off the get-go is, well, I don't know. The internet wasn't working. <laughs> How many people in Canada and the United States could not file right. because they couldn't get access right. to the website, the right. bandwidth, the website, whatever it may be? You know, what's trending is unemployment. Right. That's what's trending on the internet right 100%. now. 100%. And so the numbers that came in just came in. It's kind of like the virus. We only know the numbers of the ones that have been detected. Yeah, or tested. Or tested. Yeah. So now we don't even know how many people are ready to apply still. Yeah, I know exactly. So, so there's there's a whole bunch of more numbers, right. more data going to come out. Right. That's your second phase you're preferring that's to. The, that's the next two to eight weeks, right? And then the third phase, yep. once, whatever that period is, and I'm not saying hang your hat on two to eight weeks, maybe it's a little bit longer than that, I don't know. But then we're going to see eventually the coronavirus infections start to roll over. Okay? And it's starting to do that in some countries now. We've got to see that in the United States. Right? The United States is the biggest of the global economy. So yes. this is important. So we need to see that happen, and we need to see the death rates start to, to, to pull down. Correct. Once we start to get that, now we have a look through. And a recovery rate. Once yeah. you know what the recovery rate is, That's how right. many people have actually had it That's right. and recovered. Those are the ones that can go back to work. That's right. And so that's where the opportunity lies. So that's where that you're, you're bang on by saying now it's that, that curve. Yeah, the curve becomes important, right? right? So that's another data point that we need to say. So yeah. understanding where the, where the financial stability, the floor is, yeah. understanding what the data brings us going forward, yeah. which is how it gets implemented, checks in people's pockets, yeah. and then understanding the health concern and how that slows down. Those are the next three phases. And so whatever that time frame is, we don't know. Right. But that's what the markets are looking for. You bet. That's okay. what you expect. Now, how do we get through this? Can I, can I share with you a story? Yes. We all, when I say we all, all 14 of us got this email mm -hmm. uh, on our team. Uh, and the, the subject line of this email was, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay? In a crisis like this, whenever I see a subject line, the word saying thank you, yeah. it gets my attention. You want to open that I one. I want right? to open that one. <laughs> And so, dear Dave and Faisal, this is how the gentleman starts off on this email. I wanted to reach out to thank you for the great advice you gave me back in 2016. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into his details of his personal situation on this email, but he, he basically said, I was out of the country, came back into the country after a 40-year career in the oil and gas industry. I wanted to get my retirement figured out. Yeah. I attended one of your seminars. I got a copy of your book. And I decided to do this on my own. Right. But I took the principles of your book and what you taught me to heart. And what I did was I built a 10-year income bucket. Hmm. And I put the rest in the growth bucket in my own investment selection and whatever he invested in. Yeah. And since the late 2016, I bought my in income bucket and started managing my own portfolio so it's balanced and diversified. I could honestly say I ha I've been financially carefree through this crisis. Wow. And I want to tell you that the work that you've done in your book and what you presented to us in, the, in, in your seminar has provided me my cash is still safe, even though there's been a 30% decline in this market. And I want, to, want you to know that the valuable of your contributions to the betterment of society and helping retirees to enjoy a happy and healthy life. I know in times like these, you are probably dealing with many nervous people. So I just wanted to say thank you. Keep up your life-changing work for so many people. And I owe you one. I owe you a huge debt of gratitude to both of you. Dave, now, this is why we do what we do. Right. And I'm sure everybody can hear how impactful that, that email was to us. We've been doing this for 10 years, Faisal. We made a commitment 10 years ago to educate. Okay. Now, this is a, this is a person that... He's not our client, That's Dave. right. He did it 
did it himself. He did it himself. He took the principles of what we've done, we've worked so hard for. Right. And at the time of crises, right. when everybody's, I'm going to use the words freaking out. Yeah. Anxious for sure. He took the, the, the basic pillars of our four buckets yep. and Applied implemented it. them. And he's okay. Yep. And I don't care if he's my client or not, Dave. Right. He's okay. Yeah, it was an imp- that's right. It, we, uh, mission accomplished, right? We shared this, of course. We talked about it as a team uh, during this, this time because, of course, all of our team members get impacted by the anxiety that, that people feel. This is why we do what we do. Exactly. And this is our purpose. Yep. And so I want to say thank you to this gentleman for sending us the email because we wouldn't have known what his experience was until he sent that email. Right. I want people to know that, you know, we work our tail off to make sure that we can protect our clients' lifestyle. We can take that one step further now. We just want people to enjoy their lifestyle in retirement. Absolutely. That's it. You get to retire. Your lifestyle doesn't. That's our mission. And so to have this as a thank you um, is the biggest and best reward that I've received ever, ever. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say kudos to the entire Popwatch Carmelli Advisory Group. The entire team dedicates themselves every single day to have people go through this type of an experience. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to structure and discipline, Faisal. Yeah. Because there's um, structure and discipline is what keeps, is what protects you and insulates income. Remember, we talk about the four buckets. Uh, the number one thing we educate people about as you move into retirement, right, is that there is no longer one singular goal that you have for your assets, and you need to dedicate assets to achieve different objectives. That's what the four buckets are built on. And, and that's where we want to bring the key things in people's lives of making sure you have protection of your income because that's what you worry about yep. in times like this. You bet. We want to make sure you have some concept that you're going to have growth over the long term because you need that to offset inflation. And have the time to weather the ups and downs in the growth markets. It is so hard for people who don't have an income bucket that they're drawing on their savings right now during a market pullback like this. Right. And it's challenging. And so having this structure in place, having the discipline to stick to it, is what gives you the highest degree of probability of success throughout Mm -hmm. your retirement. So thank you, sir, for sending us this email. And we want to share more and more of this to everybody. And I want to let everybody know you can join us on our live webinar to understand the concepts of our asset dedication four buckets approach to bulletproof your retirement on Tuesday, April 21st, 7 p.m. Now you need to register online. So please go to morethanmoneyradio.com. That's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Okay, uh, and I think you get the sense. I'm glad you chose that email to share with people because this is this is about education. The seminar is about helping people through this period of retirement. And if you don't have the skills to do it yourself, we're happy to help in that respect, but that's not what this is about. We just want to educate about the structure and discipline necessary to get you through that period. Welcome back. Just a quick reminder that this is a best of more than money. The next segment has got tax information that was recorded on March 28th, and I would encourage you to get the most current information. Here with Dave and Faisal on 770CHQR and more than money. Uh, Faisal, I mean, this situation um, that we're facing is evolving in every way, shape, and form, really almost on an hourly by hour, you know, hour by hour, minute by minute basis. Correct. It's crazy what's going on. Everybody's trying to figure things out, and it's going at such a fast pace so that when you try to give information to your audience 
and you try to make it as timely as possible. By the time you can get this stuff out, <laughs> it might be a little bit dated. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Now, there's been some big fiscal stimulus come out uh, all around the world and in Canada here, and we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about that with Jamie Golenbeck in just a minute. I think it's important to note that uh, that we are recording this on Friday morning. Correct. And I, I make a point of saying that um, just because who knows what's going to change between Friday morning and the time we can produce this and get it out on, on Saturday yeah, afternoon. The, the government has announced some stuff. We haven't got all the details as, as of time of this recording, uh, but I wanted just to you know make sure people understand that you know over the weekend things can change, and so we're we're giving this information to you based on on uh, our conversation with Jamie on Friday. Jamie Golenbeck is the managing director of tax and estate planning at CIBC Private Wealth Management, a regular recurring guest of our show. Jamie, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me. We've got lots to talk about, uh, and as we noted at the uh, sort of the top of the segment, there, it's constantly evolving, Jamie. So we're going to sort of draw on your uh, on the best knowledge that you have and the most recent information, recognizing that things can change from Friday morning beyond that. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the tax measures. So Canada's response to the COVID nineteen, and let's start on an individual basis. Uh, some of the uh, the programs that have been put in place uh, that we're aware of now to help individuals as they go through this. Absolutely. Well, I think the most important one for most people is the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. And that was announced just a couple of days ago. And basically, that that will do is provide Canadians who are eligible uh, with $2,000 per month for up to four months. So that's 16 weeks. And that's for workers who lose their income as a result of COVID-19. So effectively, this would include uh, people that don't qualify for EI because maybe they're self-employed or they don't have enough minimum hours. It includes contract workers. Uh, It includes uh, people that are not being paid, even if they're still employed. Uh, It includes anyone who's sick or taking care of someone who's sick. And it even includes working parents who have to stay home without pay uh, to care for children who are sick or maybe because school has been closed. So a wide, wide stretch of people, $2,000 a month, retroactive to March the 15th uh, for up to four months. And um, there'll be an online portal. So you will just, at the beginning of April, you'll log on. Uh, you'll register your information. Assuming that you qualify, uh, you'll start getting those payments within 10 days. That's the primary source of income uh, right now that the government has put into place. And so... When you said if you qualify, are you aware of what the qualification requirements are? Yeah, you have to be over the age of 15, and you have to have had $5,000 of employment or self-employment income uh, in the previous year. So if you meet those definitions and you are no longer receiving any employment income for a two-week period. So if someone's still paying you, even if they're not paying you very much, you're not going to qualify. You've got to have no employment income for a two-week period and have a minimum of $5,000 of employment income in the prior 12 months. Now, Jamie, we, we at the time of this recording, there was an announcement made by the federal government. We don't have all the details at this point in time, but there is some headline information that you have. Can you share that with us? Yeah, most of the changes that were announced today uh, so far on Friday deal with the uh, Canada Emergency Uh, business account for small businesses, and the wage subsidy. So we don't have any new information yet uh, on an individual basis, but uh, the changes that were announced just today uh, relate specifically to small business owners. Uh, One of them is to increase the wage subsidy uh, from 10% up to 75% backdated to March the 15th. 
And the second one is launching a Canada Emergency Business Account, where banks will offer $40,000 loans guaranteed by the Government of Canada uh, to qualifying businesses. They'll be interest-free for a year uh, for certain businesses. Uh, up to $10,000 will be forgivable. And they're going to make uh, you know uh, these things available and uh, some minor changes to GST and HST and, and some imports. So we're waiting for all those details. Those should be out shortly. And, and there are some deferral of payments. People may be concerned that there's tax deadlines coming and so forth for the individual. There's been some changes on that. Can you give us some idea in regards to how tax payment and filing deadlines have changed? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, you have now until June the 1st uh, to file your personal tax return. That's a month later than April 30th. If you're self-employed or you and your spouse, you still have till June the 15th. And you also have, if you owe money, now very few people owe money. Most people get a refund. So if you get a refund, you're encouraged to file as soon as possible. But um, if you do owe money, you actually have until September the 1st to pay any balance owing on the 2019 tax return. In addition, if you regularly pay quarterly tax installments in March and June, et cetera, you can defer uh, any installments that you are owing uh, from now until the end of August. You can actually make those installment payments uh, by September the 1st, and you will not be charged uh, any interest or penalties on a late installment. Is there any declaration you have to give? Is this automatic? Do people have to register for that? What's the process? No, do you know? That's, no, that's all automatic, all automatic. So uh, you don't have to do anything to do any of that. that that's just all automatic. The only thing that you actually have to register for uh, in April is the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Uh, some of the other benefits, like the special one-time payment for the GST, HST credits, will be automatic. The increased Canada Child Benefit amount in May, if you've got children, that is also going to be automatic. Good deal. Okay, that that's good to know. The um, um, the RIF minimums uh, have changed, uh, so anybody that is required to draw from their RIFs, I think this is an important uh, un- uh, change in, to understand for this year. Absolutely. So normally speaking, as you all know, when you convert an RSP to a RIF, typically at age 71, there's a minimum amount that you have to take out each year after the year that you convert. So at age 72, that's generally around 5%. What they've now done is reduced the amounts for 2020 of the minimum required by 25%. So, in fact, you only have to withdraw 75% of the normal percentages. These are all based on fair market value of the plans on January the 1st of the beginning of the year. And, of course, we know that depending on how you've been invested, the financial markets have been uh, somewhat devastated. And, therefore, your RSP and certainly your RIF could be down significantly And therefore, this is taking that into consideration and saying if you don't need the money, you now can withdraw 75% of the normal uh, minimum amount uh, from your RIF. There has been some changes to how, um, uh, say, trusts have to report and so on and so forth. So what expectations should Canadians have here for having accurate tax information to actually file, given that some of the reporting has been pushed back as well? Yeah, I think most people by now have received all of their uh, T3 slips. Technically, uh, those are income from trusts, including mutual fund trusts. All the other T5s, everything else was due by the end of February. Uh, There are still situations where someone might be waiting for a T3. For all the main commercial mutual fund trusts, I would be hard-pressed to find a company that hasn't issued it already. Technically speaking, there may be some personal trusts or private trusts. Uh, Those trusts actually have until May the 1st to file uh, their returns. So theoretically, if you're waiting, you may not get your uh, slip for then. Um, that could be a problem for, for some people, but most of the information is available online. 
I don't know of any major mutual fund company that has not already issued slips, um, either physically or electronically yet. Okay, that's good news. Now, we're gonna we have to take a quick break here, Jamie. I want to uh, have you stick around if you can. We'll come back and we want to talk a little bit about uh, the the government's plan to help support small business. You know, aside from the wage sure. subsidies, some of those programs. Uh, so stick around for that. Now, before we take a quick break, Faisal, we, you know, in environments like this. And, and people are either approaching or living in retirement, we still have to get through these periods, Correct. right? And structure and discipline becomes really important, certainly when we, you know, and factoring in all the changes that happen. And we're going to talk about these There's things. a process on how to protect your income through every volatile time. There's a process on how to profit and protect in the markets through every market condition. And these are the conversations and the process that we're going to show uh, to the attendees of our webinar. This is our first webinar. Normally, we have people get together in a, in a room and we yep. can kind of walk them through it. But we've now recorded uh, a, a uh, webinar that we will have for yep. them. And then we will answer live uh, questions and answers after. We would love for you to join. And that will be on Tuesday, April 21st, 7 p.m. online Go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register, and we will make sure you can have access to this, this session, and then we'll be opening up for question and answers live after that, uh, that, uh, that video. So again, on April 21st, 7 p.m., go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Well, if you're a small business owner or you know a small business owner, call them right now. Have them tune in after the break because we're going to talk to Jamie about what programs are available to ensure that their businesses stay strong and are there for when we recover from this, uh, from this isolation. You're listening to 770 CHQR in More Than Money. Welcome back. Just a quick reminder that this is a best of More Than Money. The next segment has got tax information that was recorded on March 28th, and I would encourage you to get the most current information. Here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Look at you way over there. <laughs> How are you? Uh, how's the, what? <laughs> how's the atmosphere over there? How's the weather? Thank God I've got my headphones on. <laughs> Listen, we had, uh, we, we're really fortunate. We've got G, uh, Jamie Golenbeck with us. Uh, he's the Managing Director, Tax and Estate Planning at CIBC Private Wealth Management. Faisal, things are evolving so quickly right now. We, we, you know, we just, our last segment, we talked a little bit about some of the support mechanisms in place for individuals. If you've been temporarily laid off, tax filings, all of those things, really important, timely information. I just want to say to people that we are recording this as of Friday morning, and things are evolving so quickly that this is, this is information current as of Friday morning. Okay, so tune in. We'll continue to update you, you know, next week and so on and so forth. Yeah, and, and for more updates as well, we're uh, go to our Popwich Carmeli Advisory Group uh, uh, Facebook page, LinkedIn page. Uh, we are able to give more timely information using those social media outlets than our weekly programs. So uh, continue to, you know, reach out to us via that, and we'll be able to give you more updates along the way. Perfect. Uh, Jamie, welcome back. Thank you. So when we take our finger off the pause button here, we have to make sure that people, uh, you know, have been able to pay their mortgages and feed the family through this period of time if they have been temporarily laid off or whatever the effect is. But we also have to have businesses to go back to. And governments worldwide, including the Canadian government, have, have been, you know, sharpening their pencil, looking at ways to make sure that we can support business through this. So let's let's maybe shift our focus a little bit to uh, to the business community and what in the government response plan to the COVID-19 virus uh, do you want to highlight from, from a business perspective? So I think the, the biggest news, the, the breaking news that we have as of today is, is, a, is a huge increase to the temporary wage subsidy. Now, this is a, something that was announced, uh, you know, last week. It was fine-tuned a couple of days ago, and then just uh, just on Friday was increased. And this is huge now because now it's 75%. 
So what they're basically saying is that uh, you're going to get a wage subsidy up to 75% of eligible wages that you pay to employees to try to keep them on. And uh, I think that's really an important program. And uh, we're waiting for the details on, on the dollar limits. We had dollar limits before when it was 10%. Uh, that was already a couple of days ago. Uh, I suspect that there might be changes to that. We're just we haven't seen the, the new draft of legislation yet. But I think wage subsidies will, will really help uh, in terms of business owners who have a number of employees who are paying them. Uh, now the government is going to say, look, uh, you can reduce the amount of income tax um, that you send to us. Uh, in the form of a, a direct wage subsidy, uh, up to 75%. And again, we're going to get those dollar amounts, so hopefully in the next day or so. But I think that will really help uh, eligible employers. And that includes uh, you know, individuals, sole proprietors who may have a business, include certain partnerships. It includes charities and nonprofits who have, have you know, numerous workers and have certainly private companies, as long as they have below $15 million of, uh, of taxable capital. So many small businesses uh, would also qualify. And the nice thing is, that you don't have to apply for it. It's going to be an automatic reduction. So you know how we remit payroll every yeah. couple of weeks or every month, depending on the type of uh, employer you are? What yeah. you're going to be able to do is reduce the amount of the remittances uh, directly from your payroll to the government so you get an immediate, effectively, uh, cash bonus. You still withhold the money from your employee, but you do not send it to the government. So the 75% wage subsidy is immediate cash that you're going to be able to get from the withholdings that you otherwise would take uh, from your employees. You get to keep that, use that in your business. That is the way the wage subsidy is going to work. I just want to mention to all business owners listening that this is, again, uh, this is as of Friday morning. More information has been coming out over the weekend and so forth. But but just stay tuned to and, and go to the websites for the, the federal government for details because um, in these types of conversations, uh, Dave, as you know, a lot of people will tweet things, will put stuff on the internet that may not be 100% accurate. So we want to make sure that you go to the source, go to the uh, federal government's website to make sure you understand what the process is. And we will do our best to get that information out to you because this is this is moving very fast and they'll, they'll, things are going to change. Yep. Processes will change. And so just staying on top of it, uh, you, this is where the business owner has to step up and do some work here and actually get all the information before they just assume that everything's going to be okay. So let's, let's Jamie, let's piggyback on that comment. I think that's important. So let's just take it um, to the best of your knowledge, given the information you have today. And I get that that's only um, partial information. Small business, five employees. How, how, in your understanding of the data that we have today, how does that work? What, what is the, the business owner going to see and how is it going to roll out? So effectively, you look at your uh, remuneration and we're expecting them to announce a higher limit. So the limit uh, when it was 10% was, you know, $1,375 per employee, $25,000 per employer. Um, but now what they're going to do is going to give you a subsidy up to 75% of remuneration. So we're just waiting to see the, the details on what the, what the limit is per employee and what the limit will be for employer. So effectively, what you're going to be able to do is take 75%. Um, of a remuneration up to a dollar amount. And typically mm -hmm. speaking, that dollar amount will probably be around, you know, up to $55,000, which is the sort of the, right. the, the yearly maximum pensionable earnings. So you're going to be able to take that money um, and effectively uh, reduce the amount of taxes that you otherwise submit to the government by the amount of the subsidy. So effectively, you're getting that cash flow immediately because you're deducting the tax uh, from your employer, but you're not remitting it. 
from your employee. You're not remitting it. So you're getting to keep that, keep that in your operation. That's an immediate uh, subsidy for small business owners. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, that is huge, and that's consistent with other programs we've seen come out uh, from other governments around the world. Jamie, we have about two minutes left before we have to go to commercial break. Is there anything that you can think of that the government can do above and beyond what's been placed right now to basically help people through this process? I know that's more of an economist question than it is you know, the managing director for tax and estate planning, but from your perspective, sure. uh, are there other countries doing stuff that we may want to adopt, or, or, or do you have any other ideas that could help? Yeah, well, there's a bunch of ideas being floated around there just on the personal tax side. I mean, one of them, for example, is RSPs, allowing people to access their RSPs uh, without tax right now. So, you know, maybe that's beneficial. You could take a certain dollar amount, whatever that you know, dollar amount could be. Uh, you can take it out. You take it out tax-free, and either uh, you don't, you don't uh, pay tax on the income or you're allowed to pay it back. So we already have a program, the Home Buyers Plan, the Lifelong Learning Plan, that allows us to, you know, be able to withdraw money and pay it back interest-free, uh, tax-free. It would be wonderful to come up with some type of plan that allows Canadians to access money in their RSP and then pay it back later on uh, when they have more cash flow. I think that's one idea. They could do similar things for our DSPs, people with disabilities who need to access some of that money right away. Maybe they could borrow it. Maybe they could take it out earlier without the normal restrictions. So I think there are some more innovative things that uh, that uh, the government could be doing uh, in terms of relief. I think they're going to start with the emergency care benefit, 2000 bucks a month, increase the Canada Child Benefit, increase the HSG GST credit, see how that works. And then, you know, again, this thing is evolving by the day. I wouldn't be surprised if the government comes out with additional tax measures next week. Yeah, well, and that's that's the point, is it's going to continue to evolve. Jamie, we have to leave it there. I want to thank you very much for your time, shedding some light on this and, um, and your thoughts going forward. Uh, we'll keep in touch, and as this evolves, uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to you again. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thank you. You too. I'm joined by Jamie Golombek, who's the Managing Director of Tax and Estate Planning at CIBC Pro, uh, Private Wealth Management. Faisal, this is, uh, it's a scary situation. It's evolving. Governments it's are fast. responding to this, right? Um, um, the, the markets, and we're going to talk about this um, uh, and have talked about this a little bit about how markets have to figure out if the stimulus equates to an economy when all of this is done, when we solve the health effect, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but it is fascinating academically. I got to tell you, we'll look back at this period of time. Uh, we will have learned lots of things, but it is this sounds wild like the ride. Same conversation we had in 2009, my it does, friend. It does sound like that. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, uh, we have to make sense of all this because people are still retiring. They still have a lifestyle. Um, and they have to support that lifestyle. Yeah, and people are concerned about how do you actually bulletproof your retirement. So let's talk to our uh, to people via a webinar. We're going to host that on Tuesday, April 21st, 7 p.m. online. And you need to register to get access to this webinar on how to bulletproof your retirement. Go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register. That's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Are you starting to feel the effects of loneliness and self-isolation? Stick around. We're going to talk about how to cope with that after the break. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. We're definitely going to talk about more than money today, and money has created some anxiety for people uh, you know, over the past week, for sure. Yeah, it goes beyond the money, though. But it sure goes beyond the money. I mean, we're moving into this period, um, and it's just it's unprecedented in this idea of social isolation, right? But we have talked about 
so, uh, social isolation in the past, particularly to do with you know people like my mom who are suffering dementia um, and the effect that social isolation can have. So this is going to be a much broader conversation about what you know what we can expect what some of the impacts can be fizzled, and what some of the things are that we can do about it. Here's one of the problems that I have. Um, I'm a father and a son. Yep. Um, I'm hanging with my kids. Yep. We're good. Right. My father, right. who's in his mid-70s, is in his own home by himself. Right. And we are hesitant to go see him. Yes. Um, and so he is physically isolated, although we are keeping in contact by phone and yep. FaceTime and yep. stuff like that. Yep. But I have no idea what he's dealing with by himself right. in that home. Well, and, and listen, um, everybody will probably handle this slightly differently, but there will be some commonality between what we experience and the problems that we may have and some of the things we need to do yep. if you're in that situation, you know, uh, to do it. So we've got Dr. Wendy Froberg to join us. She's a recurring guest on our show. Wendy's a clinical psychologist. Um, Wendy, first of all, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I hope we've done a decent job of sort of outlining, you know, what uh, either is or is coming for many people. Uh, we'd sure like to know a little bit about how at-risk people uh, should be handling this and what they might expect to, you know, to experience. Absolutely. Well, just first of all, if you're worried, you're normal. We should, of course, all be worried. Uh, worries about, you know, the, the, we have this capacity to think into the future. And on the positive note, that allows us to anticipate problems and come up with solutions. But at the negative end, where we go is, is what we call catastrophizing. We get into the worst case scenarios and um, end up you know, negatively impacting our, our mental health. So one of the things I always suggest is that we try to distinguish between what we call real problem worries, things that are impacting you right now, that therefore you can do something about, you can take some constructive action, versus the hypothetical worries, the things that maybe might happen and are often those worst case scenarios and off into the future over which we have no control. Um, you know, we've got a lot of triggers going on. This is an, an ambiguous situation, so it's open to interpretation. Do I believe that? Do I believe that? What does that mean? Um, it's new and novel. We have no experience to fall back on for this. Um, nothing of this magnitude anyway. Other epidemics haven't been like this. And it's unpredictable. Nobody knows how long it's going to last, what the outcome is going to be, how bad it's going to get. So those are a lot of, of really um, strong conditions for anxiety to, to, to build up. Yeah, I'd say you've uh, done a good job of of laying it out there. Let's let's talk about it. Now, there's going to be different people and different risk levels, I imagine. Um, maybe we start with the the most at risk people. So you know, people like your dad, they're older, Faisal, and yep. they're, they're at home. Um, you know, you and the kids. The kids might be carriers who so are afraid to go over and say hi. Talk to us a little bit about about that group, Wendy, and um, if they're in that situation, some of the things they can do to keep you know mental health and engaged with others and you know, social contact to the extent they can get it. One of the things I might even suggest uh, people who are of the age range that they can remember is if they've, if they've got any kind of wartime experiences, because, you know, we are starting to talk about this pandemic as a, as a war. Mm -hmm. And you think about what people did during particularly the Second World War. They're just talking on television now about, you know, changing factories to uh, make ventilators, like the way they changed factories to make bombers back in the, yeah. in the war. So if those are, those are something that's a, probably the, one of the closest experience. So what did people do? then and can we do those things now 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 we have the advantage of course of the internet and social media to connect people I, I would not want to be going through this without the internet 
to keep me informed and to keep me connected. But, you know, not all seniors and older people have have that. But Definitely um, doing things I used to, you know, call it, you know, stay calm and carry on or keep up your spirits. But um, it's about taking action that you can, knowing what you can control and what you can't control. Um, So definitely lots of self-care, lots of, you know, uh, watching your your eating and your sleeping and and your exercise, even if you have to march up and down the hallways of your house and or turn on and exercise. Uh, the older oldsters might still have DVDs. <laughs> Turn that on. Um, about keeping your life balanced. So, so the balancing is between pleasurable activities. So, yeah, take care of yourself. Let yourself, you know, um, read a book or, or, or yeah. watch television. Um, then the second um, thing to balance is achievement. We feel better when we've done something. So do some cooking. Do some cleaning. Um, you know, maybe try something new. There's all sorts of things online now about, you know, museum virtual museum tours and art courses and things like that and then the third thing to balance is connection um i myself am setting up a a, you know a skype happy hour today (laughs) because we need to be able to to connect so whether that's a phone call again some of the older folks might not you know be comfortable they might not have skype or know how to use it um but if there was any creative way that they could someone of the younger generation could using social distancing you know set them up with something and and teach them over the phone and walk them through it who knows maybe we could get some of these folks connected you know just take their laptop download it and then clean it (laughs) afterwards um so we want to balance those things so anything from you know getting outside even if you're in an apartment all you can do is bundle up and sit on your on your balcony um, and do some deep breathing uh, things to you know to keep us mindful um, to keep us um, active um, to take care of ourselves even if it's having a bubble bath and you know um, giving yourself a facial things like that those are those are pleasurable things that help distract us from from the worry and help you know relax our bodies which can carry a lot of a lot of tension mm-hmm. Wendy we've we've got I think two different types of people. We've got the introverts and the extroverts. This is the first time on social media I've been reading that introverts are reaching out to extroverts saying, I feel your pain now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so so <laughs> if, if you're trying to figure out what you are or what type of person you are, let's kind of break it down to those types, of, those two different types of people. For the introverts, what do they do? For the extroverts, what do they do? Well, the introversion, extroversion dementia is uh, dimension is about um, what do you do to um, kind of settle yourself, calm yourself, um, deal with you know excesses of stress, and and you know what do you want to do at the end of the day? How do you how do you make yourself feel better? And extroverts tend to move toward people. That's the way they discharge um, tension. And introverts tend to move away from people. And there's a lot of people we call ambiverts who have both, who really like, you know, social interaction, but also really need a certain amount of time every day to, um, you know, to, to, it's like a a recharge your batteries Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, a lot of introverts are going, this is perfect. I'm really loving this. This is exactly what I want to do. But even they're starting to find that after a while, you know, it's it's that balance again. It's like, do you need to be so introverted when you absolutely have no contact with people um, at all? You actually can start to realize, oh, you know, um, I, I read someone online the other day said, you know, for the first time, I'm actually feeling like I can go out and ask for help because I never did that. I was super independent. I never asked anybody for help. But now 
you know, we're all doing it. And that's the, you know, the, the beauty. It was the same thing with the 2013 flood. The beauty of it was right. how people supported each other. And, and so I think a lot of introverts are probably are going to move a little bit more toward the extroverted um, uh, end of things. And I hope the extroverts learn that, you know what, it's not, it's not terrible to be alone. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be stressful, but you can, you know, you can, um, you, you can do a lot more internal kinds of things and, and it'll be okay. So I hope it sort of broadens our perspective a little bit. Wendy, we're going to leave it there. We're quickly running out of time, but thank you. I, I think a lot of people listening, you know, we just have to continue to push the message to connect. It, it's not weird to feel stress it's from It's not from at all. Right. It's absolutely normal. Just distinguish what you can do, you know, do that decision. If there's anything I can't, I can do it, I'll do it now. If not, I'm going to put off my worrying. I'm going to control. And be careful what you digest. You know, keep mm. informed, but don't go down that rabbit hole of of the internet and news day in and day out, hour after hour, because it'll just be overwhelming. You need a break from that. Isn't that the truth? Wendy, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. Been joined by Dr. Wendy Froberg. She's a clinical psychologist. And you know, Faisal, one of the things that may happen in this as well um, is there's maybe we have to slow down a tad. And what I'm excited about, quite frankly, is that I'm going to just get unfettered time with the family. And we're going to play board games. And we're going to do those things that sometimes we don't get to do because we're running in a million directions, going to different camps and stuff and so on and so forth. So there is an opportunity here, too. It's different, obviously, if you're on your own. You're going to have to take some special steps to do that. But either way, uh, this is a a different situation that maybe we hadn't thought about. But there's going to be lots of those things coming up. And this is all part of the retirement experience that you may have, right? We're going to live this one now. Who knows what it looks in the future? But we have to plan for those unplanned things. Correct. And we're going to be talking about how do you plan for these types of volatile situations Mm -hmm. in your retirement portfolio. And we're going to do it as our first online webinar. Yeah. That's going to be on Tuesday, April 21st, 7 p.m. You need to go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register. That's morethanmoneyradio.com. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.